0: Hello, FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ in beautiful Missoula, Montana. Joining me like it does each week is the co-host of this program, Mr. Stone Labanowitz. Stone is coming to you from his broadcast center in the Sunshine State of Florida. Well, Stone, last week happened, and it was a massacre. If you were a ranked team, wasn't it?
1: I mean, it happened, right? That's a, that's one way to put it for sure. Teams going down that should not have gone down. Teams winning who probably shouldn't have won. It was interesting. It shook up everybody's top twenty-five poll. The conversation still going on as we sit down and record this week's episode. It was hectic.
0: A lot of them called it mayhem. I agree with it all. This is one we play the games right and it was you know very early in the season still first weekend of conference play for some people to second for some others and we're getting to the time stone where these teams know each other so well and I know you played in that Missouri Valley Football Conference which is arguably well maybe not arguably but probably the best football conference in FCS what are the tendencies do you sit there in the whiteboard room and say okay last three years on third and seven they've done this and you kind of know what's coming is the chess match like that real um it's a great question. I'd be interesting to hear a lot of other people's
1: answers, but I can definitely give it my best. Think about it. I mean, every conference has that saying. Oftentimes, you throw out their SoCon, gonna SoCon. When you think about the big sky, there's just no defense. Teams score 100 points against each other every week. I think for the Valley, it is it is a chess match. I, I appreciate the way you put that because it's less of a football game, more of a chess match. As as much as people want to talk about it's all this ground and pound, yeah, a certain percentage of it is the bigger, meatier guys up front, and you're trying to give your guys 20, 25 carries a game. But time of possession, management, all of these things, it gets real strategic in the Missouri Valley. I mean, let's talk about USD. There's a stat that I pulled that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. North Dakota State settled for field goals on two 16 play drives that lasted for more than nine minutes. It's how you win a ball game in the Valley, right? Even though you don't win the time of possession, you execute. They score touchdowns on all three of their first drives of the ball game. Like that's chess match stuff. That's not a stat you're going to see in the big sky. That's not a stat
0: you're going to see in the SoCon. All right, so action from last week. First up, number one, South Dakota State 42, number 14, North Dakota 21. The Jacks, man, they didn't have any problems hitting Payton Dirtstone. Scored touchdowns on six of their first seven drives. Yeah, ridiculous. 70
1: points last week against Drake, and now you drop a 42-piece on, on a, a decent UND team. For me, it was that all the stars got involved. You had Mark, one in the air, one in the ground. Isaiah Davis found the end zone three times the 132 yards rushing, and then Jackson Yankee got involved, also found pay dirt. I think when all of these stars are going, one, it answers. Yes, this is exactly why they came back, and two, that they're ready to run it back in general. They're looking for another national title. I love when the Stars get involved in this team, put the country back on notice. Not that we forgot, but it's good to see these guys scoring a lot of points and playing good ball.
0: Defense was outstanding, too. They just swarmed to the ball, and they intimidated North Dakota in Brookings, and you mentioned Isaiah Davis and those three touchdowns, but don't forget Angel and Amar Johnson. They combined for 114 more yards and a touchdown, so there's lots of depth in that running back room for mm-hmm. the Jackrabbits, and it was the eight eighteenth consecutive win for the number one ranked team in the nation. Number three, Idaho, forty four. Number sixteen, Eastern Washington, thirty six. This was a hell of a ball game. Hell of a ball game, but the box score would not tell
1: you that, right? When you look at Giovanni's stats, right? Eight of eighteen a buck 20 a touchdown and a turnover and the team scored 44 points. Like none of that makes sense, but you look what they did on the ground. Anthony Woods have a day there, kid 183 found the end zone freaking five times. It's
0: ridiculous. This Idaho team is good. Guess who knew that though? Kev, we did. I think we did. Didn't we? And it's weird to see other people's top three in their polls <laughs> now resemble what we've had for weeks now right i mean we'll get to the top 25 in just a second but man stone i never get tired of being right never get tired of being right it's like we're not one not two but three steps ahead
1: of everybody everywhere you look around the country you see the top one two three teams well we've had it looking like that for the past month two months now we're doing good work we're doing the lord's work and our poll week after week after week is right on the moolah
0: unranked south dakota 24 number four ndsu 19 now we spilled a lot of words there earlier about this ball game but this was a signal victory for South Dakota. That's a good football team, Stone. I know that that, that you don't think they're great with the discussions that we've had all weekend about what we're going to do with them in our top 25 poll. But I'm impressed. You go in there and you do that to North Dakota State and ruin 18,000 people's homecoming in that Fargo Dome and be, and have it be so quiet you could hear a pin drop. That's an achievement. And if they don't do anything else this year, nobody can ever take that away from them.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I, I think a lot of what you just said right there is hard to dispute, but at the- the same time I don't necessarily think that they went and beat North Dakota State and I'm not going to bat for the Bison or anything but similar to the stats that I brought up earlier you talk about a North Dakota State team two nine-minute drives that resulted in six points and South Dakota jumping on them scoring the first three drives and and the ball game was over at at halftime we talked about the Bison can't play from behind I just think it was more so North Dakota State being misopportunistic and and not executing when they needed to and then USD being there and executing when it mattered most so I I look forward to the rest of you. USD schedule. They put the country on notice. If They can follow this win up and rattle off three more before they have a, another stronger opponent. I'll be excited. I'll get behind these yachts, but for right now, uh, a little standoffish though. One result, I'm never typically the guy to overreact about some of these things. I'm still a high on Holy Cross, I guess if I could find the parallels, but we'll see. They put the country on notice. We put them on notice in the top 10 poll
0: this week, so they got to prove it. Was it just me, or did the Yotes look like they had more speed, Stone? Oh, my they God. They were like a faster football team.
1: That's why they won the ball game. They, they they outskilled them, like 100%, the athletes. Now, North Dakota State never has any athletes on the field, but that's exactly why they won that ball game. Aiden Bowman just dishing it to a bunch of different receivers, only completed 10 passes, but there was just a discrepancy in the skill players. That's exactly why they beat them, and Cardinal Word would have smacked this North Dakota State team around if this was the one that lined up across from them.
0: Whiteout Carter Bell finished with five catches for 124 yards and big plays too. stone touchdowns of 50 and 52 yards ndsu could be in some trouble let's see how they respond along with north dakota state holy cross william and mary new hampshire villanova and youngstown state all lost to unranked opponents needless to say stone there was going to be some movement in our fcs nation radio top 25 It's coming up right after the players of the week any of those results really shock you we've been kind of on william and mary as not being a top 10 team and their offense has been just a need the last several weeks. New Hampshire, look, we want the kudos and the flowers when we do right and say right. We were high on New Hampshire. They're fading. Villanova. you know, you just kind of watch them and thought they're better than they were last year, but this is still not a, a A top 10 team. Uh, Youngstown State, look, that one got away from them, and it it puts them behind the eight ball in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Holy Cross, that hurt my feelings, Stone, because I came all the way around to Ah. them, right? You know, And and it just really hurt my feelings that they lost to Harvard. I love that you said that it hurt your feelings. I feel the exact same way. They
1: let us down. We were high on this team. I remember last week I was snoring on the show because they had Harvard, and they lost to Harvard. So we're really upset with Holy Cross. But let's talk about William & Mary. I'm perplexed you're perplexed. This makes no sense to us. We have not been high on them at all this season. Why? Maybe because we watched the games. But William and Mary, inside teams, inside other people's polls in the five spot, all in the top 10, they're going to get boat raced by Virginia this weekend of the FBS. And Again, this is what we talked about. We're, we're two, three steps ahead of people. Like, are they going to bounce them back in the pole where we already have them? They're going to get boat raced by Virginia. That offense has been anemic against FCS defenses. What's going to happen when a Cavaliers defense steps in front of them? It's not going to be pretty. They're going to lose by three or four touchdowns. And, of course, people are going to put William & Mary in the same spot that we have them now, and then we get to cheer and laugh about it.
0: Here are the FCS Nation Radio National Players of the Week. Offensive player of the week is Desmond Reed. Last week versus the Citadel, and I was present, y'all. He was the best player on the field, and it wasn't close. 18 carries, 167 yards, and five, count them, five touchdowns, three receptions for 28 yards, and he only played in the first half. He is a very good football player for a very good football team. And our defensive player of the week is B.J. Turner. Last week versus Norfolk State, 19 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, and two pass breakups. B.J. Turner from North Carolina A&T had a hell of a week for the Aggies. Congratulations to both of those young men for being the FCS Nation Radio National Players of the Week, sponsored by Northwestern Mutual. And here is our top 25 for week number five. Number one, South Dakota State. Number two, Montana State. Number three, Idaho. Four is Furman, and number five is the western carolina catamounts number six is southern illinois number seven sacramento state Rising with a bullet, number eight, the South Dakota Coyotes. Falling to number nine, North Dakota State. And number 10 is North Carolina Central. Number 11 is the Delaware Fighting Blue Hens. Number 12, Incarnate Word. Number 13 is Harvard. Number 14 is Holy Cross. And rounding out the top 15, the Eastern Washington Eagles. Cracking a poll at number 16, Elon. Number 17, the Chattanooga Mocs. Number 18, and falling, William and Mary. Number 19, North Dakota. And Number 20, UC Davis. Making their first appearance in our poll at number 21, Albany. Number 22 is Florida A&M. Number 23 is Rhode Island. 24 is Eastern Kentucky. And cracking our poll for the first time this season to round out the top 25, Tennessee Martin. It's time for us to take a quick break. Don't touch that dial. There's plenty more FCS Nation coming up next right here on the Palmetto Radio Network. Thanks for hanging with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now time for the preview segment. This is where Stone Labanowitz and I take a quick trip all over FCS Nation and preview the biggest games taking place this week in FCS football. Up first, number one, South Dakota State is at Illinois State. Anything
1: much to see here, Stone? I don't think so. A very similar scoreline, I think, as last week when the Jacks took on the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota. I don't think Illinois State has any more than North Dakota does. If anything, I think North Dakota's better offensively than the Redbirds. I don't think there's much to see here, Kev.
0: But you can always count on Brock's back to have something cooked up on the defensive side of the ball you haven't seen yet, no matter what week of the season it is, can't you? Yeah, I
1: I think that much is true. The games he's able to run up front, the pressures he's able to dial up, and I think the unpredictability that the Redbirds have on defense is something that the Valley knows. It's no secret, so look out for that. Of course, if you can cause a few turnovers early, this could be something.
0: If you're South Dakota State, you just want to make this a business trip, run the football, play defense, get Gronowski out there doing his thing and come back with a victory healthy and just get on with the season. And I don't think this regular season can end quickly enough for South Dakota State. They got their eyes on the prize down there in Frisco, Texas. Number three, Idaho is at Cal Poly. Another one of those games where there's not a whole lot to see here, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Again, Idaho should get this one done. I mean, when I talked with Giovanni McCoy last week, he said their confidence level is a 10 out of 10 after beating another ranked opponent in Eastern Washington, and you have Cal Poly ahead of you, yeah, your confidence should go from a 10 out of 10 to an 11 out of 10. Like, you just shouldn't drop. Like, this is exactly who they want to see, when they want to see. You have guys that are banged up. I mean, hopefully you're out by the third, fourth quarter of this game. This one's awesome. It's beautifully
0: spotted for Idaho. And don't look now, but Idaho has, look, the schedule gets tougher here in just a couple of weeks, right? Which is hard to believe when you've had two FBSs already. But so they've handled their business on the road at Eastern, and now that they can handle their business on the road with Cal Poly, We talked about that breathing room they had nationally when they beat Nevada, right? This is more into that. You can drop one of those games down the road if you... You know, if you don't play really well, and it's not going to kill you, but you got to win these games against people you should beat, and Idaho's done that the last couple of seasons. And Stone, this one just, I mean, man, okay, we got to do it, so let's do it. Oh, my goodness. The Citadel was at number four, Furman. And Stone, this is a huge rivalry game. It's a a huge rivalry game in the SoCon. It's the SoCon's oldest rivalry. It's a huge rivalry game in my family. You know, my mother went to Furman, and we do still love her anyway. Everyone has their faults, right? But I say this every season. Everybody thinks they have a really – bitter and hated rival right and a lot of people do but i don't think people understand the nature of the hatred between these two teams this rivalry has seen a roadside mascot murder now, i'm not making that up it's absolutely true who knows what could happen in greenville i think i know what's going to happen with the way the citadel was played but you know they say throw the records away i'm not sure you can do that this time because Furman is just exponentially better than the citadel is right now but weird things happen in this rivalry Who knows? should be a pretty decent ball game for a minute there in Greenville. Man, I hope so, because what I saw the last two weeks in the Bulldogs was not satisfying. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, we can put it that way. And I think last week, well, I don't think I know, Western Carolina opened that line at 25 and a half, I believe they were favored by. And I see it being very similar with Furman. It might actually creep up 27, 28 and a half. But at some point, the Bulldogs got to slap somebody in the face and kind of puff that chest a little bit and say, hey, you're not going to do this to us. And I think that maybe this week I can see this scoreline being goofy early. I think like a 10-10, a 7-7 in the second quarter. I do think Furman pulls away in this game, but I don't think they cover the spread. I think the Citadel have something to say about what's been happening to them the past few weeks.
0: Good, because I'm thinking about kicking my own dog, Stone, much (laughs) less somebody else's. It's just been hard to watch, man. You travel all the way across the country, you know 2586 miles to see your squad play and they lay an egg in South Carolina state and and just get destroyed by Western and that is a nice segue because our next game is number 5 Western Carolina at number 17 Chattanooga this one is going to be a great game Chattanooga look they started off real slow with that loss to North Alabama and a lot of people including me were like all right here we go again nobody has done less with more lately than Chattanooga but they slowly turned it around they're playing pretty good football right now and they're at home stone this could be a great ball game.
1: Yeah, Chattanooga's a damn good football team, and we know that, yes, we have them at 17, but we do think they're better than that. They just need to show us a few more things, right, if you want to climb, climb, climb. Western Carolina offensively is just... I don't even know how to put it. Uh, a juggernaut, the numbers that they're putting up, the skill players that they have. Cole Gonzalez is in a rhythm. Hashtag stone cold. I mean, the kid's just getting it done. It doesn't even matter. He hasn't played a full game in like three weeks. Now I'm kidding, but at the same time, I'm not. Like, he hasn't logged a full game in a while. I love Western Carolina. I think this is a game that they win, but Chattanooga... And this is always my go-to for teams that kind of have a chance to upset other teams. If you can shake this thing up early, right? I talked about Cole Gonzalez being in rhythm. If you pick him off in the first quarter, similar to what we saw happen with Sanford and Michael Hyers, just kind of the ball going the other way early on. And we see with Parker McKinney, like that's what rattles a quarterback who's playing really good football or just a really good quarterback in general. That's the only way I think chat gets out of here. But, hey, they are at home. This is a borderline game of the week. I'm excited for it. I know you are as well.
0: It is my game of the week, Stone. When you're looking down the rest of the slate, you know, there aren't a lot of. Right. You know, really great top 25 matchups this week, but you hit the nail right on the head there. Chattanooga needs to do the same thing to Western that they did to Sanford, which is ambushed them in the first quarter and before those Western Carolina fans who travel extremely well. I saw that in person last week at the General in Charleston. Before they can even sit down, it needs to be 14 to in Chattanooga. You have got to take the opening drive and score. Get off the field on third down, take the second drive down and score and make Western play catch up all afternoon. Exactly. Western has a team that can do that, but they don't want to. So this is going to be a very interesting game and going to go a long way to decide who's going to win the automatic berth from the Southern Conference. And if you're a SOCON fan, you're rooting for Western Carolina here because if Furman's probably going to win out the rest of the way. You want Western to do the same thing. Those two teams have to play each other, and you want that to be for a top three seed and the loser get a sixth seed, right? So this is something that's very important for the SOCON and the way it's viewed nationally. Can't cannibalize each other this week in Chattanooga. Number six, Southern Illinois is at Youngstown State.
1: Yeah, bring your lunch pail to work get this one done there's not much to be said Youngstown State I mean keeps creeping into our poll everybody's poll but I don't think they're that good of a football team I say that knowing that they're always dangerous they do have some parallels to you and I we're late in the season they're known to sleep some teams but Southern Illinois offensively is just you know the phrase better than I do what is it a butter knife through butter give me the phrase A hot knife through butter. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on with the Saluki offense. There's nobody that's going to stop them. Youngstown State's definitely not the team to stop them, so another win for the Dogs. Their resume, what they're doing defensively, they're oh, they are good. They're good. They got guys on that defense who are able to play at the next level, whether it's in the NFL, the CFL, wherever. These kids can play ball, so I continue to root for them, and I think they're going to continue to stack wins in that column. I love the Dogs.
0: So Youngstown State, you hit the nail on the head there, too. A lot like Northern Iowa, the, the two teams played last week. And when I saw that, I was sitting in the parking lot with the b lock crew, including Chris Nolte. So, Chris, thanks for your hospitality last week. I wanted to make sure that I added that. And we kept looking at that score, and we're going, Jesus, anybody going to stop scoring in this game? Two teams that don't normally really light up the scoreboard, right? They want to win running the ball and playing defense. Youngstown State can get into a shootout. They proved that last week. If you're Southern Illinois, you don't want to have that type of a game with Youngstown State. You want to lean on your defense and just dink and dunk and then hit it over the top with that fine quarterback, Nick Baker and take Youngstown out early and put them down and step on them and leave them there. If you're the Salukis, you do not want this to be a four-quarter ball game because Youngstown has proven they can play those, but so have the Salukis. Interesting matchup for sure. Murray State is at number eight, South Dakota. Hey,
1: this one's all about just keeping the momentum. Aiden Bauman, this is on you. This is what we call a letdown spot, but I will say Murray State is not the team to necessarily be feared so you carry the momentum you stay in rhythm and you make sure this locker room is more confident than ever when you get out of there with the dub i like this spot for the yotes are going to get this one done and of course put a little stamp on that bison win
0: i noticed in our call sheet stone that i spelled murray state with uh three R's. That's that's one too many, right? And they're the racers, and they're going to be in a race this week, but it's going to be a boat race, and they're going to be the victim. South Dakota is just going to get all over them. It's going to be early, often, and over with by the start of the fourth quarter. Number nine, North Dakota State. Is at Missouri State?
1: Yeah, it's funny. you, you got to ask yourself the question, do you, you want to play North Dakota State following a win or following a loss? And to be honest, the answer to that is following a win. You don't want to see a Bison team after a loss. I think they beat up on Missouri State. Missouri State, Jacob Clark, quarterback, went down last week in the Southern Illinois game. Backup came in. Wasn't prepared. Doesn't have the tools. Seemed like he didn't have the chemistry with the guys. So North Dakota State's going to win by a wide margin.
0: What a fortunate turn of events for the Bison, right? And I hate that young man got hurt. But Missouri State had showed some things in the passing game, especially against their FBS oh, opponent. Yeah. They were looking halfway decent, right? They looked like a Division One football team on offense. And I'm just not sure if they have the running game and with the backup, the ability to push the ball down the field to be able to do the same thing that the Bison, the South Dakota did. They're going to try, certainly, because it's on film now, Stone. Right? Right, it's on film. Here's how you beat the bison. And it's been a long time since people have had film on how to beat the bison if your name isn't the South Dakota State Jackrabbits or the Stone Lebanowitz led Submiss Lee. Give the flowers where they're due, bro. But So that's out there, and it's, and everybody's going to try to do the same thing to the Bison every week. Not sure most state has the dudes to do it, but it's going to be interesting to see them try. Number 10, North Carolina Central is at number 16. Elon, this is my 1B FCS Nation Radio Game of the Week.
1: I agree. I'm interested. I'll be rooting for Davis Richard and in, in North Carolina Central in this spot, but Elon's a damn good football team. To be quite frank, you know more about Elon than I do, so you talk about this one, but hey, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I want them to stay in the top
0: 10, but this matchup seems a little tricky. It does seem a bit tricky to me too, Stone. And the question is going to be answered really quickly in this one, I think. Because North Carolina Central has a heck of an offense. You know they they put up points in the 30s and the 40s just about every week. And Elon, they were able to out defense a darn good William and Mary defense. The offense is challenged, but how much of that is the fact that William and Mary can't seem to get out of their own way offensively right now? And how much was it that the Elon defense is just that super? I think it's probably a combination of those two. But Elon can score points too, so this is going to be a very interesting ball game in the state of North Carolina. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know which way I lean yet. I, I I'm going back and forth on this one, Stone. I. I I, I, I got me like a little fan, and I'm waving it, you know, and, and I just don't know what what I'm going to do or which way I'm going to go. You got to stay tuned to find out. Duquesne is at number 11, Delaware.
1: I'm a guy who who loves to throw around the word spot, and when teams are in certain spots and how it's good and bad for them, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of faith in these guys, including us, but we still, right, not ready for them to crack our top 10, but Might have to if a team loses because they're going to beat up on Duquesne. Duquesne's not a really good football team. So this right here is a wonderful spot for the Blue Hens to take advantage of a Duquesne team, put another W in the column, and keep this thing churning because they look really good right now.
0: The best thing to have happen to you last week if you were a ranked team, right, was to have a bye. So all the chaos in front of them, Delaware's just sitting there like a, you know, a well-dressed gentleman with a glass of johnny walker in one hand and a fine cigar in the other just kicked back watching it all happen in front of them so i don't think duquesne will have a whole bunch for delaware but if you want to prove to fcs nation that you are who we think you are you got to handle your business at home against inferior opponents i believe delaware will do just that southeastern louisiana is at number 12 incarnate word man for slu how the mighty have fallen this is an oh five football team stone I would have given you great odds that Southeastern Louisiana would not be 0-5 right now the first week of August. Did not see this coming. I don't think anybody did.
1: Yeah, I agree. Of course, Incarnate Word, let's just let them be a mystery right until they show us otherwise. A lot of people have faith around them, putting them in their top fives and in their top tens. We're definitely not ready to do that again. We might just have to. Slew's not that good of a football team. Incarnate Word's schedule is kind of weak as well. UTEP, Abilene, Christian, Northern Colorado, and then whoever the hell North America is. So Incarnate Word's got to prove it to us we're not yet sold
0: it really doesn't matter how good incarnate word is because slu isn't good i think this one is a snooze fest myself 14 holy cross is that bucknell another snooze fest i think stone
1: yeah we're mad at holy cross right it's kind of like that uh you don't want to look at them. you're just disappointed we're not mad we're just disappointed they're gonna beat up on bucknell bucknell sucks holy cross get back in the win column do it in dominant fashion please we want you guys back in the top 10
0: I saw that look from my mother many, many times. Number eighteen, William and Mary is at UVA of the FBS. I'm so excited. I mean, UVA. Oh, me too. So oh my a god. A month ago, I had this circled as a pretty great opportunity for them to steal one. Not so much anymore, I don't think.
1: No, I want UVA to beat them by 30 here. Uh, I me and you have no clue what people see in William and Mary. The offense is not, not able to score points, and there's going to be four guys lined up across from that offensive line that are all six foot three, six foot four, and over 300 pounds. So I think UVA gives them to work and of course we laugh because we, we rank them correctly western
0: illinois is at number 19 north dakota north dakota you got worked last week by the jackrabbits The best remedy for that is the Leathernecks coming to town, I do believe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love the way you put that. This is a good bounce-back spot for UND, and they're going to get this one done. uh, The Leathernecks, Not uh,
0: not too sharp. Montana is at number 20, UC Davis. Can Montana be as mediocre all season as they've been so far? And UC Davis, got a lot of love in the preseason. Pretty inconsistent. Best running back goes down. They lose to Eastern Washington. And I'm not sure this is the same team without him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I like Montana in this spot. I I get the itch that you do as well. You clown a team enough and, and they're bound to stand up and punch you right in the face.
0: Montana might do that this week. Just got a feeling. Number 21, Albany, is at Towson. Big game in the CAA. Both of them coming off big wins. Towson. Beat Villanova, Albany did what they did. But here's the thing, Albany, Stone, we've been high on them all season. It's the first time they've cracked our poll, but we've talked about them several times. I thought they looked really good the first week against Fordham, so did you. Now, just like we said with other teams, last week was great. You played a great game. You won a big ball game. Nobody cares now. Go out, do it again. Let's see if Albany can do that. It's time for us to take a break. The pick segment is coming up in just a little while. I know you'll want to hang out for that. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetta Radio Network.
2: Every day, more than 1,000 children worldwide are diagnosed with cancer. Northwestern Mutual is devoted to supporting the research that gives families and the survivors of cancer a better quality of life. They're looking to accelerate the search for better treatments and cures for childhood cancer while also supporting families undergoing treatment and survivors struggling with lasting effects. Since 2012, Northwestern Mutual has donated more than $50 million to the cause, which includes more than $30 million towards funding more than 600,000 hours of research through the company's partnership with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. The mission of Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation is to change the lives of children through funding impactful research, raising awareness, supporting families undergoing treatment, and empowering everyone to help find a cure for childhood cancer.
3: We just beat the Bison, Coyote Nation. Thank you for all your support. We need you in the dome for Dakota Days next weekend. Get your tickets now. Enjoy the howling pack. Go Yotes!
1: You're broken down and
0: tired of living life on a merry-go-round. And you can't find a fight.
4: Thanks for
1: sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It's about that time. The Honorary Captain of the Week, a new childhood cancer hero, joining the show, in South Dakota signal caller, Mr. Aiden Bauman. Aiden, thanks for giving the show some time this week.
4: Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to be on.
1: Aiden, the Dragon Slayer. Conqueror of North Dakota State University, the number four team in the country, Aiden sent FCS Nation into a frenzy last week with a 24-19 victory over the Bison, and just one week later, like I just mentioned, he is our new childhood cancer hero and honorary captain of the week for us. We're doing it every single week, bouncing around the country, looking for some of the best ball players in the country that are endorsing companies like Northwestern Mutual, endorsing the Alex's Lemonade stand, something that us here at FCS Nation, we've partnered with, we feel like is one of the most impactful initiatives all over the football championship subdivision. Aiden, we brought you on the show, but there's somebody alongside you that I need to introduce, a man that I've come close to, a man that means a lot to this initiative, spearheading it. Everybody, including me and my co-host, Kevin Marshall, have just been wowed at the things that Mr. Chris Shankle has been able to do. Northwestern Mutual Sioux Falls Managing Partner, Chris, thanks for giving the show some time this week. I think third time this season you've joined the show.
3: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me.
1: Yeah, this is awesome what we, uh, we're we doing, guys. Aiden, you're a part of something right now. The fight against childhood cancer is something that I think tens of thousands of families are impacted by, right? And we talk about it being underfunded, something that when speaking to some of the managing partners and directors and former athletes, especially Eli Mostar of North Dakota State, something that they took a lot of pride in being a part of when Chris reached out to you, when I reached out to you and kind of talked about what we were going to get into, your first thoughts, your first feelings were what? I
4: mean, I was extremely honored to, you know, be be a part of this. I think it's it's a it's an awesome initiative. Like you said, um, that was the first thing that stuck out to me when Chris reached out to me was um it's underfunded. You know, only four percent of all cancer research goes to childhood cancer and you know to me this this initiative where it's really all pouring into childhood cancer it's something really special to be a part of so I, i'm i'm beyond excited to be a part of it
1: yeah and for you to have a hand in it to have the ability to use your power now not just the power that you have in your left arm but the power in which your words have off the field to have a hand in it right to have a little bit of control in how people can contribute and make a change is that something when you first became a college athlete that you thought would ever actually become a thing
4: obviously with, with, all this, you know, NIL stuff and everything that's, that's happened. Um, you know, I, I guess I didn't really know what could come of it, but this is probably by far the best thing I could have ever thought of to come of it, you know, because, you know, I consider myself a person that likes to, you know, care for people. I'm not like, I, I love helping people out and, you know, to, I'm beyond honored. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be able to, you know, like you said, have a hand in this and try and, you know, use, use my name a little bit to really help people out. And like I said, I'm re- I'm really honored.
1: And Chris, when we set out on this journey, you, the rest of the Northwestern Mutual camp, my co-host Kevin Marshall. Obviously, we were providing FCS football fans with content about their teams, about certain players, but did you ever think that we'd be able to grab a player of Aiden's magnitude? I-, I called him the dragon player when he joined the show, but a guy who takes down North Dakota State, right, the signal caller, the leader, I mean, you grab a guy like Aiden, a guy that I think FCS Nation wants to hear from, hasn't really had a chance to hear from maybe in the post-game press conference, but other than that, been radio silent, I'm sure. how his head coach Bob Nielsen wants it, but here he is doing an interview with the media publicly. Did you ever think you'd be able to grab a guy like Aiden when we set out on this journey?
3: Well, when we first started talking about it, we really, really hoped, right? And uh, we know from all our college financial reps interns that they really rally around Alex's lemonade stand. We didn't know how these partnerships would work. We've done it fast, but just even listening to Aiden, uh, you get a sense of who he is, and uh, that just—it it, it was an easy. It's an easy fit. Like every athlete we've talked to, um, they, they gravitate towards it because they do get to make that impact. It's what we hoped. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen, and uh, we, we're getting very lucky, just even meeting Aiden, just listening to him to talk. I think I've heard this probably 10 times from him behind the scenes, just talking about it and being thankful and grateful, being part of this, and that's all we could ask for, right? That's all you could ask for, and I think it's going to make huge impact on every fan base, and especially a USD, and Aiden's been amazing to work with. So we hoped, uh, and we're very blessed that, that we're getting the quality of Aiden than the athletes that we are.
1: That's well said. I could not agree more. Mr. Bauman, I touched on it earlier. Giant win last week against the Bison. Oh, I hate to harp on the past. I know you guys are preparing for a game, so just bear with me. Bear with me. Like I said, the man of the hour, the man of the week, the people want to hear from you. So we'll touch a little on that NDSU game just to, just a tad bit more. I mean, you guys scored on your first three drives of the game. Not only scored, scored three touchdowns on the first three drives of your game and you guys jumped out to a 21-3 lead and just never really look back when you're in that locker room i'm sure you guys are looking around like hey stick to the script like this is what we set out to do what'd you learn about your football team last saturday
4: yeah i mean we, we showed a lot of grit we showed a lot of confidence um you know i think going into every game we've we've really tried to have the same mindset and we have of you know like you, you can't go out there making it a moment bigger than it is you know our, our coach always says you're not going to rise to the occasion you're going to you're going to fall back on your preparation and i mean like i I think we had our best week of practice last week for sure um you know and it showed you know obviously there's some adversity we hit in the second half but like i said the grit we showed you know to finish out that game have a really really key crucial drive at the end of the game to really ice the game It, it showed a lot about our team yeah i'm really i'm really excited to see us moving forward
1: chris when we spoke earlier on in the week and you had a sit down with aiden there was something that you had brought up to me and all i could do was laugh at you said i hate to play the result But having a conversation with Aiden, right, talking about possibly what we we were going to able to provide for him in an NIL space, how he could endorse such an awesome initiative. You guys touched on the NDSU game, just his body language and some of the answers that he was giving you. Did it make sense when you watched the tape back on Saturday that the confidence that Aiden had in your guys' sit down relayed itself and played out on the football field? Did it all make sense to you? What was that conversation with Aiden like? They
3: were very prepared and they saw something. I could just tell it that, that you could feel it. You could feel that. He felt very good going into that game. I left that thinking, okay, I got then you gotta keep your eyes on this, you know. So that was a cool experience. And just having him and uh I mean, that's what I really took from him. You could tell the leader in him. I mean, you could just see it. He felt good about it, that you could feel it so yeah Aiden from an X's
1: and O's perspective uh, to talk about that game just a little bit more your defense right I'll give you a chance to kind of hype that 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 side of the ball out your coaching staff it was a stat out there that I had read that you guys held them to two field goals on two of their drives that were 16 plays and that lasted nine minutes how important was that to the end result
4: oh my gosh unreal you know I like our our defense so They, you know there's been a couple of sayings like "Ben don't break and they're the absolute epitome of that you know it's it's there's the teams gather momentum on those big drives. You know, I mean, I, I, I've i been on the side of the ball where you you have those drives and you're like, you know, we're just we're just killing them and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, their their red zone defense has been lights out this year. You know, I mean, that really this is the first time in two weeks that we've given up a touchdown. So or three weeks, I should say. So, I mean, it's it's been unreal to watch them play. You know, they're, they've they done an awesome job. They've they've really they've really shifted the momentum for us this year. And, I you know, it's really impressive to see what they're doing out there.
1: Yeah, you guys have cracked pretty much everybody's top twenty-five polls. And I understand you're a quarterback, right? It's not fun for you to talk rankings. You don't want to put any bulletin board material out there. And of course, before the season, something your coach tells you is, hey, don't say too much. But you guys have cracked everybody's top twenty-five polls. A lot of people's top tens. We have you guys at number eight. Uh I know that you close your ears for that one. You don't want to hear that you're a top ten team, but seems like you guys are warranted of that. You're playing good ball. Do you guys feel like a top team in the country right now, confidence-wise, what you're putting on field and tape?
4: Yeah, I mean, you always have to go into every game thinking that you you're just going to, you're going to beat the team across from you. You know, um, obviously, you know, rankings are what they are. They, they can gratify some people, but for most people, it's just, it's just noise, you know, and for us, it, it, it can't change anything. We just have to go into the, to each week, the same, like I said, we are just prepare and be ready to, you know, play our best football and execute to the best of our ability.
1: And Chris, when you just hear this guy talk, uh, I mean, you said it. I think two, three minutes ago. he's a leader, it just just screams leader. Everything that he says, he seems he's polished. Seems like maybe dad has taught him how to handle the media, <laughs> taught him how to answer certain questions, what to say, what not to say. Chris, we and you have spoke about this a lot, right? Your guys' internship program at Northwestern Mutual—it's something that you guys take a lot of pride in. I've been impressed by, it, to be frank, wowed by it. It's top five in the country per vault each and every single year. You guys get rated. It's a top five internship program in the country. Is Aiden the type of person that you guys are looking for, whether it's out of college or, hey, could be out of the blue. doesn't matter how old you are. Is this the type of person you guys are looking for?
3: Yes, absolutely. It starts with leaders. Uh, People as a financial advisor, you're helping people. So leadership ability and uh, ability to just really set out to create impact listen to people, uh, help them set their future is very important. It starts with leadership of self. That's why this tie with FCS and FCS Nation and, and getting to meet people like Aiden and just other students and student athletes. We find student athletes do very well in that space. And uh, they we have a lot of them all over the place in all of our firms around the country. So we're definitely looking for student athletes. We're looking for leaders, uh, people that you know, this is one of the best opportunities in the world for the right person. Uh, And a lot of people have found that. So the right qualities, you know, someone that's looking to start something of their own, uh, to not be in it by themselves, to really have the freedom to grow something in the financial planning world and grow a business. That internship opportunity gives them the best opportunity to try it out while they're in school, which is amazing. That's why we've been doing it for over 50 years. We've been building this thing for a long, long time. And uh, it's been very, very impactful. But I've already hit Aiden up on it we'll see what he does after football but I think he's got some really good plans but uh, the guy's definitely who we're looking
1: for yeah bright future ahead of you Aiden just just touching that on that a little more Chris I, I think one of the coolest things is oftentimes you talk about your internship program you talk about how many former athletes ha- have been involved in it what are the parallels between what you guys do at Northwestern Mutual and what college football players and college athletes in general do on a daily basis like why are they similar
3: well so running a business takes a lot of motivation right? So I think uh, chasing after a dream, it's a lot of the same thing and and owning and chasing something and impact and chasing. That's why we created FCS. We're chasing, multiplying impact, right? Uh, So being that student athlete, you're chasing a dream as well. It might be starting out in that scholarship, but think of the discipline it took to get there. Think of the ups and downs, the bad days in the gym, the torn ACL, the comeback year, the, you name it, it can be anything. And the grit that it takes is, what it takes to be any business owner. And uh, the good thing is we have an amazing system to support that, just like USD has on the football side to support their athletes. It's what you're looking for, right? And uh, so you marry that. Uh, you got
1: a great combination. I-, I love the word choice that you just used there, Mary. I, I think what you guys do at Northwest Mutual, what Alex Lemonade stand, the foundation and the initiative, what they do, it just marries perfectly with college athletics, especially the sport of football, the adversity day in and day out that we face. Speaking of day in and day out, one cup at a time, one day at a time. That was a phrase that I wanted to put out there because every day over a thousand children worldwide are diagnosed with a childhood cancer. Yet childhood cancer research is consistently underfunded as compared to other types of cancer research. Research, And it's all up to us on this call right now, who at the moment in time have a power to change that and do something about that. It's up to us, like I mentioned, to find research and find cures and so that someday these children are cured. I say all of that to say this, what we're doing at FCS Nation, what we're doing at Northwestern Mutual and the partnership, the collaboration with Alex Lemonade Stand is providing fans of South Dakota, no matter the team, especially the Coyotes in a spot like this, though, to donate to the cost to help contribute Aiden help the people out where they can go how they can contribute if they're fans of you if they're fans of the team maybe it's just Coach Nielsen regardless it's all about childhood cancer and funding it because it's underfunded like we talked about but please point the people in the right direction yeah if you head to
4: fcsnationradio.com you click on Alex's Lemonade stand should be right on there Coyote fans if you can click on my name donate there we're fighting against a couple of other teams We're gonna, it's, it's a little competition too to make it fun for you guys but yeah like I said fcsnationradio.com Head to the Alex's Lemonade stand right on the front there. Click my name and donate.
1: Yeah, Chris, he talked about competition. Me I mean, you have brought this up time and time again when you've joined the show. Talk about why we implemented that. We talked about the alignment that we all share, but as far as allowing fan bases to compete with each other, why was that something that we implemented and felt was important?
3: Well, who doesn't want to compete, right? that <laughs> That's the main reason. I mean, if we're going to do this, it's for the kids. So uh, we might as well add a competition. And by the way, Aiden's leading it right now. So congratulations <laughs> there. And uh, again, anything we can do to multiply the impact. So we knew that tying with student athletes, of course, they're competitive. So are we. And we want to create this. is You mentioned when you were on with Derek Dinger that how fluid everybody at Northwestern Mutual is. Speaking about Alex's Lemonade Stand, we've been tied with Alex's Lemonade Stand since 2012. So it's been a while. We've raised over $50 million since that time and ra- funded over 600,000 hours of research. So we are fluid on it. It's our thing. And uh, we're competitive, right? We compete every year to see who can raise the most money. We actually go to a meeting every year to see who won that. Uh, so it, this is this is what we do at Northwestern Mutual. And I wouldn't expect anything less than from our from Aiden and our other athletes just to compete. And why wouldn't the fan bases want to compete?
1: I mean that that's absolutely. that's half the battle, right? They're not gonna fill the stance for no reason. They're rooting for you guys, and there's an extra incentive to help push Aiden forward to help push in the I said coyotes earlier. Should I start saying coyotes? Is that the proper way to say, say it? Yeah, yeah,
4: coyotes, coyotes.
1: Why didn't you guys correct me earlier? He just got all the way yeah, this absolutely. far to just I'm not i talked to Kevin
3: about that. Just, <laughs> Ke- Kevin <laughs> Kevin definitely
1: would have stopped <laughs> me. And been like, just
3: rolling right now. Just, Kevin oh. would have stopped
1: me and been like, dude, it's not coyote. Okay. You sound like a like a northerner. You it's it's coyote. So so I'll get that right from here on out. Aiden looking forward though, the rest of the season, you guys are undefeated against FCS teams. One sole loss to a damn good, and I'm pretty sure still undefeated. Missouri team confidence mm-hmm. level one through ten you guys keep this season chugging
4: oh 10 for sure you have to go into every game with the 10 like I said you know it can't it can't change because of games prior but you but every game you have to go into it with the 10 and that's where we're at right now
1: I love to hear it hey that's gold having a chat here with Aiden Bauman and Chris Schenkel. Aiden from South Dakota a member of the coyotes team you like that the Coyotes, yeah, and Chris Shankle, managing yep. partner in the Sioux Falls branch of Northwestern Mutual, leader spearheading this entire initiative. Can't thank Chris enough. Aiden, thanks so much for giving the show this time. New friend of the show. I love when we're able to sit down and talk to somebody. I think you, so far this season, most well-spoken quarterback that I've had on the show. So hey, I appreciate that. Keep it pushing. We're rooting for you. Like I said, friend of the show. Kevin Marshall's gonna love hearing this. He's a friend. Hey, he pushed when we were talking about polling and ranking teams. He's like, I don't care what you say. We're not having a conversation. South Dakota is getting put inside the top ten. Like we're not doing this. <laughs> They're undefeated in FCS play. There's really nothing that can't allow them inside the top 10, like to beat a team like NDSU. All of these things were happening all because of you, Aiden. Again, thanks so much for giving the show some time this week.
4: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was an awesome time.
1: And Chris, we'll keep this going. Each week, a new honorary captain. Each week, a new childhood cancer hero, something that we're taking a lot of pride in. And I think this is getting pretty trendy for us. Our audience is looking out for it. We're getting DMs like, who's it going to be? Or at least can it be this kid? But hey, both of you guys, again, one more time. Thank you so much for giving the show some time time this week.
3: Thank you.
0: And we're back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It's now time for the pick segment. This is where Stone Lebanowitz and I go head-to-head, and we pick the biggest games taking place in FCS football. Number one, South Dakota State is at Illinois State.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm going to go 42-10 here the way of the Jacks. I wanted to go 42-20, same result as UND. I just don't think Illinois State has the same amount of firepower as the Fighting Hawks do, but nonetheless, 42-10 the way of the Jacks.
0: Nobody circles the wagons like that fellow with the cowboy mustache, Brock Spack. He has the Redbirds playing better this year. And like we discussed earlier, you know he'll have something cooked up on defense that nobody's seen all season for these Jackrabbits. I don't think that's really going to matter, though, because the Jacks are just that good and they will roll. Take number one, South Dakota State on the road over Illinois State, 34-13. Number three, Idaho is at Cal Poly. I'm
1: going to go 42-13 here the way of Idaho. I don't think Cal Poly has enough in the holster to rattle Giovanni McCoy or let alone anybody on this Idaho team. They're just oozing and Boozing with
0: confidence right now, so I like the Vandals to win big. oozing and boozing sounds like me in the tailgate. <laughs> you like Citadel, that? I, uh, not much, not much to see here. I don't think Stone Idaho should dominate this one. And like you, I expect Giovanni McCoy and Anthony Woods to have a field day. Take number three, Idaho on the road over Cal Poly, 38-10. The Citadel's at number four, Furman.
1: Yeah, Citadel fans will be oozing and boozing while watching this game, and of course after this result, 42-10, the way of
0: the purple. Yikes. Western Carolina last week, and now Furman for my Bulldogs. It's a rivalry game, Stone, and blah, 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 but none of that's going to matter because Furman is really good and the Citadel's really, really bad. Take number four, Furman, at home over to Citadel by as many as they want. Number five, Western Carolina is at number 17, Chattanooga.
1: I'm hoping you're picking Western Carolina because. We can't do that to the boys. We, we've taken them all this way. Chattanooga is one of the uh, hottest teams, I think, in the subdivision. But Western Carolina is going to pull this one out late, 28-27.
0: This is a tough one to pick, Stone. Western Carolina comes into this one hotter than fish grease. And we've been higher on the Catamounts than anybody else. And Chattanooga as well. Game is in Chattanooga. And it's tough to win on the road in the SoCon. But I believe the Catamounts can. And they will. Take number five, Western Carolina on the road over number 17, Chattanooga, 38-31. Number six, Southern Illinois, is
1: at Youngstown State. Yeah, Youngstown State's not going to score 40-plus points. This SIU defense is a lot better than Northern Iowa. I got the Salukis winning this ball game 35-21.
0: This will be a good one, and the Penguins really feel like one got away from them last week on the road at UNI, and they need this game to get back in the race for the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The Salukis can really put some pressure on certain other people in the league that already have one long with a road win here. Salukis have Nick Baker, and he'll make all the difference. Take number six, Southern Illinois on the road in a squeaker. Over Youngstown, 34 27. Murray State is at number eight, South Dakota. I like South
1: Dakota here. Talked about all the momentum. You just got to win this ballgame. No questions asked. Doesn't matter if it's pretty, ugly. Just don't matter at all. Got to get it done. I like them doing that. 35 17,
0: the Yoke. Yoke's romped in this one at home. No letdown for South Dakota. Take number eight, South Dakota at home over Murray State, 42 10. Number nine, North Dakota State is at Missouri State.
1: Yeah, North Dakota State's going to bully the Bears. Hopefully, Jacob Clark can get back in the lineup, but from what I saw in the booth last weekend, it was his shoulder you don't like to see that. The Bison roll here 42-10 in a no contest.
0: Stone, the Bears will be without their QB, probably as you mentioned, and the Bison coming to this one as mad as a mule chewing on bumblebees, bro. Not a good combo for the Bears. Take number 9, North Dakota State over Missouri State in Springfield 31-10. to Number 10, North Carolina Central is at Elon.
1: I want Central winning this ball game. I think they're going to do it on the last second field goals. Don't let me down, Davies. Don't let me down, Eagles. Please, Trey Oliver, get this thing done. This is a huge resume booster nobody in the country actually believes in you they think we're being nice to you guys this is a beautiful opportunity to stick it to everybody i want them higher than number 10 if you beat elon you're assured yourself that
0: elon is extremely stout on defense mr Lobanowitz. they have not allowed a touchdown at home in 15 quarters and that will have to continue with Davious richard and latrell collier coming to town I think the Phoenix defense gets it done though. This is my upset special of the week. Take number sixteen. Elon over number ten. North Carolina Central, twenty-eight to twenty-four. Duquesne is at number eleven, Delaware.
1: Duquesne and
0: Delaware. Uh no contest. Thirty five to seven. The way the blue hand there used to be a team called the dukes that was on delaware's schedule just about every year well this is the dukes but this ain't them take number 11 delaware at home over duquesne 42 to 10 southeastern louisiana is at number 12 incarnate word i think
1: Slew keeps this thing close i don't know about you kev but incarnate word wins this game 27 21 in a sloppy ball game
0: like we mentioned before the lions are 0 and 5 and i didn't see it coming But Incarnate Word, with their schedule going forward, they had better not struggle against an 0-5 Southeastern Louisiana team. I think it's close for a while, but take number 12, Incarnate Word at home over SLU 31-17. Number 14, Holy Cross, is at Bucknell? I
1: got Holy Cross winning this one 55-14. They just take out all that anger on whatever this mascot is from Bucknell.
0: They're the bison. They're the other bison, but <laughs> there's three of them. Where they're, they're, they're one of a uh, triplets of bison, and two of them are halfway decent this year, but Bucknell isn't, and I'd hate to be Bucknell this week. Holy Cross losing to Harvard, really damaged, possibly beyond all repair. The Crusaders hope for a playoff seed. All they can really do the rest of the season is just curb stomp every Patriot League opponent the rest of the yeah. way. That begins today. Take number 14, Holy Cross on the road over Bucknell, 58-3. to Number 18, William & Mary is at Virginia of the FBS.
1: A lot to a little. I'm not even going to give it a score line here. UVA slaughters William & Mary.
0: Western Illinois is at number 19, North Dakota.
1: Give me the Fighting Hawks, 28-14, over the Leathernecks.
0: Good bounce-back game here for the Fighting Hawks. The Leathernecks are not good. And after last week, they're a welcome sight for North Dakota, right? Somebody, They almost kind of wear the same colors as the Jackrabbits, so maybe they can exercise a few of those demons against guys who kind of look like South Dakota State. Take number 19, North Dakota at home over Western Illinois, 34-10. Montana is at number 20 uc
1: davis god we've had conversations about this game um oh this one's not fun we've given it thought all day we we've been uh, our text thread leading up to this we, we knew this one was going to be a a hard one to pick we've given uc davis a lot of respect this season and nobody's given montana any respect we did get a round of applause for not putting montana in the poll and this team has been dogged they've been made fun of they seem like they're the laughing stock of the fcs so I think they lay it on the table this weekend. I think they say, hey, enough of that. We're going to shut everybody up. I think they beat UC Davis 35-28. Hoping you're on me with the Grizz. Uh, This is a a really odd matchup uh, on tape, on paper. I don't even know what you look at. I just think this is a gritty spot, and this is where Montana has a chance to put it all on the
0: line. I totally agree with you, Stone. I don't believe the Grizz can be this mediocre for this long. And they're not used to getting disrespected at all, much less for almost a month. I believe this is the week where the Grizzlies get their scat in a pile. Take Montana over UC Davis, 27-24. That brings us to the end of another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetta Radio Network. FCS Nation is co-hosted and produced by Mr. Stone Labanowitz. I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, thanking you for making FCS Nation a small part of your football week, I'd like to invite all of y'all right back here next week for another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. And like always do y'all, I'd like to remind you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody.